There's a conference called Bingo floating around the internet. Uh, links to it in the comments below. And of the 20 spaces on the board, one of the spaces is a crying baby or a barking dog in the background. <laughs> and it's a gag, of course, but when a colleague's child or pet makes it into the top 20 things we hear on a typical conference call, we need to shine a bright light on our definition of the traditional nine to five workday and how all business is personal. You're listening to Not Your CEO's Insights, in each episode, you'll hear fresh perspectives of topics in tech, project management, and everything in between. I'm Alexa. And I'm Margaret Campbell. And today we're discussing how all business is personal. Joining us today is Courtney Casey. She's the Director of Marketing for Accent Computer Solutions. Um, funny story, I was reading through the OC Register, a local newspaper here in SoCal, and came across Courtney's uh, Tech Girl column which really resonated with me, and we're excited to have you share your insights with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. So we all work at tech companies, um, which working in tech, most companies have a uniquely structured working environment, to say the least. So, Courtney, can you share with us a little bit about Accent's work atmosphere? Sure. So we have about um, nearly 60 employees at this point, and we are mostly in the Southern California area. That's where most of the employees are located. Um, but we also have employees who are in Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, and then um, kind of spread out through through Southern California for some of us, um, myself included. Um, our headquarters is in Rancho Cucamonga, California. But due to, um, to my husband's job, we ended up um, needing to move to Paso Robles, California. And so now that put me about four hours away from our headquarters. And so luckily through through the magic of, of working remotely, I was able to to keep my job and I still get to do what I love, even though I'm not in the office every day. And that's kind of a similar story for, for a lot of our employees. There's actually probably only about um, maybe 15 or 20 who actually work in the office um, at headquarters every day. The rest of the team is is spread across either working at client sites or working from home. Interesting. So you said something that I want to come back to, but just to make sure that we're hearing from our side of things as well. Alexa, what is your perspective on sort of what you see at Project Insight at our company? Yeah, so um, I really like that we have, you know, the option to work remote. Most of us um, work in office. I think we have a couple management and dev people that work remote completely for the most part. I think the company's really understanding that you have a, a life outside of work. Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask is um, for Project Insight, the reason why we have some people working remotely is because they, in many cases, they worked for us when they were living here in Southern California. And then like your personal experience, Courtney, they were moved to another location due to a spouse or due to family needs. And so we said, hey, we don't want to lose you. We love the work you do. Why don't you work remotely? Um, and I know some other teams that I've worked with through my clients at Project Insight, they have a lot of teams working remotely because that's where the talent is. You know, I've got a designer who does an amazing job and yeah, he or she lives in St. Louis, but I want his or her work. So go ahead and work remotely and I'll take the benefit of all the stuff that you do. So Courtney, you mentioned a little bit about your personal story. Why do you think the other, you know, up to 40 people don't work in Rancho Cucamonga? 
it's a pretty similar um, similar reason for just like you were mentioning there um, a few of them it was just good talent that um, that we wanted to have um, as part of our company and and they just happened to not be located near our headquarters and for the work that they do um, most of them are um, they're in more of a support desk capacity and it, it doesn't really matter where they're located. They can still do their job the same as if they were sitting in the office, maybe even better because it's, it's much more quiet. Um, there's less distractions. And so, so for us that, that worked out really well, um, that we were able to bring them onto our team without having to have them physically, um, in the office with us. I also think that working remote, it really opens up, um, you know, if people have a physical disability or just can't be in the office um, physically, it's opened so many more doors for people. So um, opportunities that weren't there before now are for people. So that, I think that's great. And that sort of brings me to, I think, where we're going with this, with the idea of, so we've established that people can work remote now. That's sort of becoming kind of standard. I don't know if it's standard just kind of in tech or in most industries, because of course I'm speaking from the tech perspective, but then it becomes the question of how do you balance being on that conference call when the baby starts crying or, or um, hey, I'm not going to do this between two and three so that I can do something else personal, but then I'm going to work until seven or eight o'clock at night. That's where we start to blend the concept of, you know, show me the deliverable. I need this thing that you're working on for professional, you know, de- deadline done. But when you actually work on it is kind of up to you. So how does your team balance the work life? And what are the expectations of people who are working remote in that regard? So for us, it, it kind of depends per role. Um, because we are in the IT support business, um, staffing is a huge um, a huge thing for us and making sure that we have the right people working at the right times mm-hmm. because our clients might call in and, and we need to make sure that we can support them whenever that happens. And so for us, it's scheduling is a lot of it. Um, For some roles, they're inherently not as flexible as others. Um, But in in a role like mine, where I'm in marketing, um, you know, as long as I communicate with my manager, when I am going to be working and when they can get a hold of me, um, and how to get a hold of me, as long as I'm producing what I need to be producing, and I'm able to get the job done, the same or better as if I were in the office, then then that flexibility is there. And I think um, for us, it's just been kind of making sure that the the leadership understands um, and is is willing to be flexible. Um, and that kind of culture shift has helped helped it work for us. Does Accent Computer Solutions offer twenty four hour support? We do. Yeah. So are there people working in the middle of the night just because they like that shift? like that shift I don't know but no um but yes yeah I mean we have we have people who are working around the clock and so we just have to be to be scheduled um appropriately to where those people also get to have work-life balance though their picture of what that looks like is different um than mine for example so everyone's is is kind of a different experience oh that's interesting so it's funny because Margaret and I were talking about you know, working in tech, it's a really highly competitive field. I love working remote and being um, working in my own space. At the same time, though, I tend to find myself being hyper connected. And it's like, where's that balance of, you know, okay, this is, you know, time for work time, and then time for 
you know, being with my family. So how do you find that balance? It's hard. I don't think there's there's any other kind of way to put it. But um, for me, it's been really helpful that um, at my house, I am blessed to actually have a, a room that is dedicated to this is my office. Mm-hmm. And that is its sole purpose in our house at the moment. And so when I'm working, I sit here, um, I'm wearing work clothes that helps me kind of get in work mode. Um, and then when when it comes time that, that I've, I've put in my time for the day, um, I shut the door. And so that it's kind of like I have left work now at that point. Um, do I still check my phone? Of course I do, because I can't help it. Um, and, and I like to, you know, and I, I, I genuinely love what I do. And so I don't mind that. Um, and I'll handle if it needs to be handled, but a lot of it is, is kind of a judgment call of, can this wait until morning or do I have to respond at at this exact moment? And that makes me think of one of our, um, people who work remote, they actually use a a co-location, you know, one of those, um, big rooms where people travel there. Yeah. Like we work or like they set up a little location that is, I am at work, even though I'm not physically at the location and then I can leave for the day. Um, but that also makes me think of all of us having our supercomputers in our pockets at all times. Like it's so easy to have those chat functions like teams or to have our email come to our phone, no matter what time of day it is. So my number one question when I see that is, are we getting that quality, you know, 40 hours worth of work out of that? Or are we also on the other side, burning ourselves out with it's 10 o'clock at night, I should be thinking about something else. And yet I'm answering a work email. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had, I wish I had the answers for that. Cause I think, I think that's a problem for, for all of us. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know what? It helps me to hear that you struggle with that as well in marketing. Cause you know, I scr- struggle with that as a client facing that a lot of times I don't think my clients are expecting me to get back to them at 10 o'clock at night. They just are writing an email when they think of it or when they're working. So it sort of blends this whole 24 seven work cycle of like, well, I'm not quote on the clock right now, but I know the answer and I can quickly send the answer back. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a judgment call that that's wrong or that's right. I I don't know. How does your family feel about that? If it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, hold on, let me just answer this real fast. No big deal. Luckily um, for for me and for my husband, we both work in family businesses. And so we've grown up with with fathers who are presidents of organizations. And so and we know that they have to do what they need to do whenever it needs to be done. Um, and so we're probably a little bit more on the understanding side of, of the, I need to take care of this right now mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But also there is that time when, you know, it's just me, my husband and the dog and, and we're just watching TV or something. And I look over and, and my husband's on his phone. I'm like, really right now? <laughs> like we can't just have a few minutes, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so I think for us, it, it does get in the way a little bit, but, um, but like I said, I think we're, we are probably of the more understanding, um, than, than others may be. And Alexa, I know you do a similar role to Casey in that you're our, our brand 
uh, <laughs> coordinator, if you will. So your job could equally never end. Do you have those kind of boundaries that you set for yourself or do you just kind of answer things real fast as they come up, even if it's an office hours? I'm super guilty of just constantly being connected. We're all connected here on uh, Microsoft Teams and Slack. And so I feel like I constantly get notifications about chats and stuff. And I know here at PI, we're a smaller um, company. So, you know, everyone kind of has to pick up everyone's role. You know, I'm a marketer, but also I know what sales is, uh, what's happening in sales, what's happening in dev. So we all kind of have to essentially mix our roles. And um, so if, if someone knows the answer and maybe that person might be me, it's I'm there and I'm just answering it is hard though, because I mean, I'm sure that you encounter this too, where you you know that people are waiting on you until they can exactly. do the next thing. And so you're like, well, I need to keep them moving. Mm-hmm. But also, exactly. I've already worked X number of hours today. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's really true. I was also reading to a stat on Gallup that only 32% of US workers are engaged at their jobs. So you know, working in office doesn't necessarily mean that you're fully engaged uh, in the work that you're doing. Um, do you, Would you say, Courtney, that you are engaged in the work that you're doing because you're working remote? Does it, is it better than working like in an office environment where maybe there's distractions or? I think there's each, each way for me has had, it has had interesting challenges. So, um, I used to work in the office um, full time and I would, I would benefit from the hallway conversations that were going on. So I kind of had a deeper understanding maybe of what was going on organization wide. Um, You could walk next door and ask your question to somebody um, and get your answer right now, instead of having to try to hunt somebody down for it. Um, But also you, you end up talking about lunch for like way too long, you know, or talking about, or, you know, like whatever, whatever those things are that it's the great personal touch, but also um, it's a little bit of a distraction. And so there's, there's that part of working in the office, but then when I'm working remotely, it's, it's completely, it's completely silent. And so if it just depends on me and the internet basically to get done what I need to get done, I can get it done way faster if I'm just sitting here by myself. Um, but again, you you kind of miss out on on the the personal touch of sitting in the office with those people if you if you need them to help you get something done. And I know from implementing Project Insight at multiple teams, what we find at our clients is that sometimes it's not even, you know, talking about lunch or the weekend for too long. The temptation to say, hey, can I just get your help on this task that's actually work-related real fast is way higher in person, but you don't necessarily have the context of, wait a minute, what am I interrupting? Or what am I preventing this other person from getting done? Or what kind of impact is that going to have on all the other things that are going in in the company? I just know, hey, Alexa, I need your help on this one thing. Can you just do it for me? And what being remote does is it either A, makes you think twice before reaching out to her because, you know, she's not just at the cubicle next to you, or B, requires that you create a little bit of visibility around that of like either posting it in the team chat or writing to her and waiting for her to get back to you that just enough of that delay or just enough of that visibility can sort of 
help keep things from getting distracted. You know, like Alexa, I don't, I don't have any idea what you're working on today, but can you quickly get this done? Starts to die down a little bit. And now everybody's kind of working on what they're assigned to be working on for the bigger picture. I don't know. Is that sort of mimic what you're used to, Alexa? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was going to ask Courtney, um, how does your team manage projects, um, you know, especially working remote? Um, is everyone in sync or do they know, um, you know, who's working on what at any given time? So with our, our, our different teams are kind of, you know, doing different things at any given time. And so it's possible that one team might not know exactly what the other team is working on. But within those, um, we have we have daily huddles um, or calls every day with each team, and so um, so each each team has to check in every single morning to know what's going on. Are there any major issues that we all need to be aware of? Is there anything we can do to help move those forward? Um, and kind of everyone every day gets on the same page um, with with what's going on, and then um, that way there's kind of the the clear communication with what's going on. And also um, there's the the personal touch with, with everyone being remotely. How do you make sure that, that they still get to talk to each other and that everything's clear. And Margaret, I think you brought up a really great point with the, with the interruptions, if you will, that it seems like if you're working remotely, you have to make that it's an active interruption. Mm -hmm. It is a very clear interruption of something because you do have that one extra step. That's something I hadn't considered before. Yeah. And like you were saying, Courtney, I think there's so much value in having that morning status check-in. Um, I know for us here at the marketing department uh, at PI, we do a morning status like, hey, this is what we're working on uh, for today. And then at the end of the day, we'll also check back in and be like, here's what I got done. Um, if we didn't get something done, we'll go ahead and just be like, hey, I'm working on it tomorrow. And here's the date of delivery. So um having that time to see if there's any roadblocks and hash them out there, I think is great. Um, but, you know, as long as you have your um, tasks in line for the day, I find that to help me um, be focused and I know exactly what I need to do. Absolutely. And I think at least for me, it helps to hear um, if there's, like you just said, if there's, if there's any roadblocks that somebody else heard what you were going to work on and thought, that's not going to work because of whatever. Now you know in advance and, and getting that collaboration is really helpful. So that kind of brings me to a thought about the nine to five or the myth of nine to five, because I think what is common for teams like ours is you've got those touch points during the day. Everybody knows that the morning huddle is at 845. And yeah, we're flexible with work hours, but everybody's got to be on the call at 845. It's just what we do. Same thing with any sort of afternoon check-in or whatever milestones we might have in our day. Um, I guess a little bit about Accent Computer Solutions. Is it very much like everyone knows when they're working? Um, no, aside from the people who are, have their own schedule of answering IT calls, but like for roles like yours, is everyone sort of nine to five or do people, you know, take a three hour lunch and go for a bike ride and then work later into the day? What does that look like? <laughs> I would say that for the most part, in general, it's going to be something around, you know, nine to five or, you know, six to three or whatever they've determined is their, their eight hours that they're going to be, be putting in. In general, people know what that schedule is going to be for that person. Um, and anything beyond that just has to be communicated. But it, 
for, for us, we work under the assumption that you are working during business hours. And if there's something outside of that, as long as it's communicated, it's, it's usually okay. Yeah. And I know that Project Insight is a little on the wild side and that we definitely have people that do the whole, you know, they, they, we treat it kind of like, like, at least my college experience of like everyone has instant messenger and they put it up that says like, I'm in class right now, or I'm taking a shower right now. That's kind of how we use it. We're like, it sounds like it would be absolute chaos, but we definitely have people that say, Hey, I'm out on a bike ride. I'll be back at four, you know? And, and it works for us because we develop software and because we have those set boundaries around, Hey, we need everybody on this standup or we need everybody on this meeting. That's already on a calendar away in advance. The idea is like, if I can't get a hold of Richard right away, and I know that it's because, you know, he's in a different time zone or taking a different lunch, like putting it out on Teams, if it's important, he'll get back to me. And if it's not important, I'll hear back from him at four, you know, like, so it's, it's, I don't know, I was just trying to get some feedback on, I think that's every manager's like worst nightmare of how do I know when people are working, but we've kind of made it work here at PI. Yeah. Yeah. And at least for us, I know that, I mean, we're headquartered in Southern California. Traffic is mm-hmm. a real thing. Like it definitely Absolutely. exists. And so if someone has to, to, you know, they need to be in the office for whatever reason, but then they wanted to, to use, you know, at two o'clock, they wanted to drive home because that's just a better time to drive home. Then as long as everyone knows that that's what's going to happen, then they can, they can make that up some other time. And I wonder, is that just where business is going in general? Or is that just sort of a tech thing where, you know, we get our perks of working in tech, I get to wear blue hair, and I get to like, take a break at two, (laughs) you know? Um, Actually, that's a really good point, Margaret, because um, I went to go visit my cousin um, a couple weeks ago. And she was telling me, like, we were talking about our work. And she was saying, you know, you seem super, um, lucky to be working in a field and at a job that is flexible with your hours um, and understanding that's like really cool. Um, She actually has a kid. So, you know, personally, I don't have a family yet, but um, I know that maybe if I was working outside of tech or outside of a company like this, um, I'd kind of just have to deal with it. That's what her boss told her essentially is, you know what, you have a kid, but you have to be here at this time, make it work. So I feel like working in tech, we're kind of on that leading edge of um, understanding and flexibility. And as we were talking about, just because you're in office doesn't necessarily mean you're (laughs) engaged. And I think that (laughs) having that understanding that, hey, your employees are humans, you know, you have they have lives outside of their job. So I think that's um, maybe something that's in the tech space. I've seen it a little bit more um, in other fields as well, but I feel like we're just really fortunate to be able to um, have that flexibility here. No, I would say that for, in in my experience, because, you know, as, as an IT company, a lot of the time we are, we're, we're working with a, wide range of industries. And so we we get the opportunity to see what are other companies doing as far as working remotely or not. Um, and I would say that probably for the the tech space, there are, you know, it's it is more on the leading edge. It is more accepted. The technologies are adopted earlier. Um, but now at least what we're seeing is there are so many companies going to the cloud um, and implementing these sort of remote work um, technologies, or at least ones that enable their employees to do that, um, that it seems kind of it's it's becoming more commonplace these days. There are a few 
um, a few friends of mine who are still in in organizations where the the culture shift hasn't happened, where it's still not seen as okay for that for these people to to work remotely. Um, but for I guess for for most um, industries that I see, it's it's more about the culture and less about the technology at this point. If if it's okay, it can pretty much get done. Um, it's just a matter of adopting these technologies. That was exactly my follow-up question of, you know, how much is technology leading the culture or culture leading the technology? Uh, because uh, one of the things that, that sparked me to want to have this discussion and, you know, get Alexa to put it out on the internet is uh, I saw a video with uh, Nancy Lublin from Crisis Text Line. And she was talking about like the reason why tech leads this way is because how young the tech industry tends to be. And therefore, like, look at who your employees are. Like, as a young person, you're going through all of your major milestones, you know, a lot of times for the first time with this employer. So like, people are falling in love or getting married or having babies or adopting a pet, or, you know, falling out of love or questioning their identity. And if they're going through it, like as a human, you get to be as this first job that they've ever had, you know, you get to set the tone as the manager, you know, you get to say, well, as Alexa said, sorry, you have a kid deal with it. Or you get to say, Hey, this is what helped me when I was in that position, or this is what um, has helped others in this position. How can we work together to get that to happen? I don't know. I feel like that's a huge culture shift than from generations before us, where it was just sort of work is work and life is life and don't mix the two. I really um, see that a lot here in PI. Um, our marketing director, our marketing coordinator um, just recently had a baby, but it's great that she could take that time and we could kind of all be there for her and celebrate that, hey, she has a baby, but we also understand that, you know, she's going to be a working mom. And so um, the company is just really flexible around that culture dynamic. I think to a certain extent, the 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 next generation um, of leaders, I, I feel like it's almost going to be mm. required that flexibility be a part of, of work. Um, you know, just kind of in my experiences of, you know, who, who I'm talking to and, and that kind of a thing, it seems like it's just expected that it would be okay if, um, you know, you have, if you work your, your morning from home and then you have a 10 o'clock dentist appointment, and then you either finish out the day remotely or then drive into the office. You know, it seems like that is just how life is. And so I would imagine that the next group of leaders, um, that, that that will just be part of how it is. And for me, I think to, to live off of that is like, it's no longer the, well, I saw that you got here at eight and I saw that you left at five. So you must be a good worker. It like totally changes your worldview as a, as a leader in the company to say, well, I don't really care what time you got here and what time you left. What have I asked you to do this week? And what kind of work have you produced in this week? You know, I know I can go to this person and ask them to get it done for me by Friday and it's going to be done by Friday and it's going to be amazing work. That's much more of a higher value to me than punching the clock and being here. Um, you know, I really don't care if you're working at it at two in the morning because that's when you happen to have the best stroke of genius, you know, like get me your stuff done. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And on the flip side, then, you know, making sure that that the leaders aren't the ones who said, you know, well, yeah, you worked on it till two o'clock, but you were expected to be here by nine the next day. Like, well, 
all right, we got to be a little bit flexible here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, I think the, the number one thing that, that this conversation brings up for me is that challenge of, you know, yet people are putting in all of these hours and feeling like they're giving of themselves at 10 o'clock at night but yet 32% of the workers aren't engaged at their jobs. So like how many people say they're working from home and then because they can check their, their teams, they're like, well, I'll look like I'm working if somebody writes to me. I think that's the stereotype. And then what overcomes that stereotype is just what we said. Like, show me the deliverable. Show me that what I asked you to do looks good and is, um, you know, presenting quality work. Because even in the world of like sales, if you're not selling stuff, it's going to show eventually. In the world of marketing, if you aren't producing collateral, it's going to show. In the world of um, customer facing, you'll eventually have customers who are dissatisfied or you experience churn. You know, there are definitely indicators that'll lead to, are you doing your job or not, that have nothing to do with punching a clock. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that stereotype still, it still rings true that, you know, it's, it's quote, working remotely you know, that, that kind of a thing. And I, I feel so bad if I am in the bathroom and I hear my phone ring. Cause I'm like, no, they're going to think I'm not even working today. I'm just in the bathroom. And I would be in the bathroom regardless <laughs> of where I was working, you know, <laughs> yeah, where I'm working. I know that, or like to take it right back to the beginning. I know that I've had that experience where I'm on a phone call and my dog barks and it's like, oh man, the jig is up. I am home. I am working from home right now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So with that in mind, Alexa, have we solved all of the world's problems? You know what? I think we did for today in about 30 minutes. We did. (laughs) I guess I know that this sounds kind of silly and pedantic, but what did we solve, Courtney? I think we solved that it's still kind of a, a complicated issue, but it looks like this is kind of the way the way the world is, is working and we're still amid the transformation, but it's, Mm -hmm. but it's here. And so, you know, kind of working on the culture of it and and the technologies there, if, if the business is wanting to to be the number one thing I came away with is like all culture shift and like all change management, it, the number one factor is communication. The number one factor is tell your boss or have your boss tell you, tell your team members, hey, it's going to get to you probably around two o'clock this morning. So expect it when you come in first thing in the morning. Like just opening those lines of communication normalizes this whole, no, I won't always be there at three o'clock in the afternoon when you absolutely need me. Do you absolutely need me? And now it's a give and take and a push and pull about communication and relationships, like all businesses communication and relationships, or I guess all business is personal. Well, thank you, Courtney, for joining us. Um, We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, wait, how do we want to sign off on this? I I really didn't think about that. This could really well be the end. It's our first podcast Um, ever. So if you made it all the way to the end of this 30 minutes, you deserve this gaff line. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Not Your CEO's Insights. We hope you tune in for the next one.